Good day, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is England is Burning for Tuesday, March 2, 2021, coming at you from the ATL in Georgia on another gray day in the ATL. But hey, you know, uh, everyone keeps pounding on me for talking about the weather in Atlanta. So maybe I should stop because I'm talking to people who have horrible weather. So, you know, I apologize for that. Uh, but we keep moving on. So yesterday, y'all, yesterday, go back yesterday and Sunday, Sunday, the Chelsea weekly feature, I was on my own and threw a bunch of numbers out. And I basically said that Chelsea has three things they need to improve on in order to win multiple trophies this season. I know it's late, but these are three big areas that they need to improve on. They are not as uh, invincible as people may think. Okay. Three things they got to do next on Monday, yesterday had Mark from the Barmy army. Come on, talk about some news coming out of United. And then we talked to Emma in the afternoon on Monday, given, uh, her take on Manchester city against Birmingham. I know that was a long conversation y'all, but it was a really good one. Uh, we talked about the yellow ball in the sky that seemed to blind everyone. Uh, and uh, even the people watching the game from home. But it was a really good conversation. Go back and check it out. Y'all, word of mouth is what keeps this podcast, this video cast going. It really, really does. So today is your Arsenal weekly feature. Bringing back Josh. He's the, uh, what's your title, Josh? What's your title over there at that paper? Eslington Gazette. Yeah, so you write for I'm just Arsenal, Arsenal women, right? women's writer. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I write for 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 the Gazette in London. Yeah, so I'm the Arsenal women reporter for that paper. Yeah. All right, great, Josh. Great to have you back, Josh. Did you know though, sir? Did you know that that your the the shows that you have been on have been one of the most popular ones we've had? Did you know that? No, but I I appreciate it. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's good to know that. Yeah, it's great, man. It's great. It helps it helps all of us out uh, and so forth. So we're here to do the weekly feature with uh, about Arsenal. Uh, and, and first, I want to talk about the match the other day on Sunday. Um, you know, coming back off the international break and having uh, and had some uh, players on international duty, but coming back, they played Aston Villa at their place. Uh, Josh, what was your overall impression of the match? Um, I was really, really happy with it, to be honest. I thought it was a really, really good performance. Best Arsenal have played in for me, and I've said it on my social media in, in quite some in quite some time. Um, in terms of moving the ball, it was it was very, very quick. Um, and I thought that I just thought that the, the formation suited them better. I thought Jordan Nobbs being back was huge. Um, the best player on the pitch, in my opinion, I thought Nobbs was fantastic. Um, I was really, really pleased. Obviously, the first half it was. Arsenal were dominant. I think that's fair to say. I mean, they 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 were in complete control of that game. And the first half, Aston Villa defended for their lives, and they were brilliant and they set up really, really well. Um, and Arsenal they could just couldn't break them down. But once the first goal came in the second half, Beth Mead crosses it, and, and Vivian Miedema put it in. There was start then Aston Villa had to come out, and there was more space for Arsenal to play into. But I was really, really pleased with how Arsenal played. They moved the ball quickly. I thought Nobbs, Van der Donk, Roared, interchanging in midfield was was crucial. Um, so, yeah, no, it was a really, really good performance and it was certainly one that Arsenal can 
take with them and, and, and it will certainly raise their confidence. I, I thought from the first minute to, to the last, it was, a, you know, it, was a, it was an excellent performance, really. And people will say, OK, it's only Aston Villa, but Aston Villa have been getting good results in the last few weeks. They, they drew with Reading, they beat Tottenham. So they are, they're, they're capable side. And, and for the first 45 minutes defensively, they showed that they are capable. But once Arsenal got the goal, they just showed their quality. That's a wonderful take, Josh. But let's drill down a little bit deeper into this match. So you kind of answered, I think, my first question because I, Austin Villa is set up in a 3-5-2 defensive set knowing they were facing a highly powerful offensive side with Arsenal pretty much with their full lineup, right? Yeah, it was Yeah, it was solid. You could say Caitlin Ford, she didn't start, so she's been obviously important this season. She was on the bench, but yeah, it was a strong squad, yeah. So the question I had about the first half when I watched it uh, was, was was the first half, uh, uh, you know, not a whole lot happened in the first half. Actually, the the first half ended goalless. Was the first half a, a, a representation of how strong and solidified Austin Villa's defense was in the first half and how resolute they were? Or was it a sign of Arsenal just because they hadn't been playing a lot of matches? Now they had the international break. No, uh, first I, time they've been played together in a while. They had a little bit of rustiness as far as fluidity on an, in an actual competitive match or a combination of the two. No, I think you have to praise Aston Villa um, because I thought they were defensively very, very good. Uh, and you got to praise Lisa Vice as well in goal. She made a save in the first few minutes from Beth Mead. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the sixth minute. If that goes in, then they have to come out and the whole the, the whole game probably does change. And then she made an incredible save. Katie McCabe has a shot from range. It takes a deflection. It's going to the top corner, but she reacts and tips it over the bar. Um, I thought Arsenal were, were, were good in that first half. Like like I said, they moved the ball really well, but Aston Villa were just, they were sort of just there. They were like a big wall. Um, and Arsenal just couldn't break them down. I thought, I think you have to praise Aston Villa uh, fully for that, I think defensively they were they were fantastic. I was really impressed with Endai. Um, I think she led by example in the, in the back line. I think I thought she was fantastic against against the likes of Miedema. And I thought she 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 marked her very very well. But Arsenal did create chances in that first half. Like I say, the one that Beth Mead uh, had had a shot at the front post, and um, Katie McCabe and and Vice had a it was sort of a a theme that game. I thought Vice had a, a very, very good game in the Aston Villa goal. Um, so in terms of the first half, I didn't. I actually didn't think Arsenal were rusty. I thought they moved the ball really well. Ashley, she made another good save from Jill Lord. Um, Arsenal created space for themselves. In that, space for themselves in that first half. Um, it was a really high, energetic performance, and it was something that sort of been missing from Arsenal over the past couple mm-hmm. of weeks before the international break. Um, no, I think 100%. You, you got you to praise Aston Villa for that first half. I thought defensively, they were fantastic. And, uh, and Aston Villa did have a couple of chances, uh, you know, on the offensive side, trying to counter. Yeah, they, they did. I mean, Mana uh, Abucci plays in uh, Stina, Stina Larson early in the, in the, in the second half. And, and, and they, 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 had two, they had really two chances in the game on, on the counter, but and, and that's the thing. That's why Arsenal needed to take their chances because so easily, if Aston Villa took the lead, then 
look, it, it would have been a different game because their defence was so solid. Um, but, but I thought Arsenal were sure always in command at, at the back as well when I thought Katie McCabe was superb. Um, and we'll probably will come on to her later. Um, but defensively, when when she needed to make a tackle, she did. She won 100% of her, of, of her tackle success rate on Sunday. Um, but honestly, I thought Arsenal were, were very, very good defensively and offensively. Um, were there any tactical changes on Arsenal's part in uh, at halftime going into the second half? Were there any changes in in, in strategy? Even though they, I, I know they dominated possession, uh, they were fairly fluid in the first half. Um, but were there any tactical shifts that well, were made in order to look kind of free at, up space? If you look at the first half, midway through it, Van der Donk and Roard actually mm-hmm. switched. So mm-hmm. the switch sides. Um, so that was obviously a big factor. In the second half, if you looked at the first half, Arsenal were very much playing in the middle. Right. Right. So no well no when Nob when Nobs went when Nobs went centrally, I thought it was probably Arsenal's best play in that first half when she went into the centre and she switched with Van der Donk. Um in the second half, it was very much they were playing with a lot of width. And I thought Mead was Mead and McCabe were, were key, obviously. Uh, McCabe got the assist for what turned out to be the fourth goal. It was a great cross in for Lisa Evans, but the sort of the, the, they made more space out wide, um, and there was more overloads out wide. Um, so compared to the first half, in the first half it was very much trying to play through Aston Villa, which was obviously difficult because Aston Villa were mm-hmm. were so defensively well drilled. But when Arsenal, when Nobs moved in the in the centrally and Van der Donk went out wide, there was more space appearing for that midfield, that the midfield trio of um Nobs, Roar and Van der Donk. So tactically in the second half there was more overloads as, as well. Um so yeah, I think Montemaro did switch it and and it paid dividends, it worked. Yeah, it obviously did because I, I the overload the overloads really did work, and then going at it from the flanks, uh, obviously. I mean, the and and really the example of that was the very first goal uh, of the match that you know low cross that you know Mead, you know, put in right into this into the six yard box, uh, and that space had so much had opened up because as you said, yeah, Aston Villa was you know when they when Arsenal was playing up in the middle, they were able to clog everything up and not really you know, not many give up really solid chances for Arsenal, but then opening it up with overloads and then going from the flanks. And then that low cross was beautiful by Mead, uh, you know, which, which made it, uh, it, it, she even made everything look easy on that one, uh, actually, but it's probably much harder uh, to do, uh, but it looked easy. That low cross was beautiful and Minima, uh, you know, got it in for the first goal. I thought, though, Josh, that after that first goal, it was blood in the water time after that. I mean, I think at that point, the whole mentality of the whole match shifted very quickly to Arsenal having much more confidence. And that's the villain kind of like, oh, we just we gave up the goal that we didn't want to give up. What was your impression right after that first goal? No, absolutely. I thought it definitely did give Arsenal confidence to to go on and, and obviously score more. But that's because I feel that Aston Villa sort of the game plan of counterattacking was sort of it was sort of blown out of the water sort of because there was more space appearing because they had to go forward well try to go forward more and get an equaliser um, and credit to Aston Villa they did try but um, once there was more space there for Arsenal to play into 
um, yeah, then they were, they were always in, in control of that. And, and there, there was such offensive dominance by Arsenal. Uh, you know, they had 13 corners to zero. Uh, they had 15 crosses to four. They had 932 touches to 375. Had 79% possession. Uh, you know, just really, you know, just you know, uh, just sucking everything out dry for any offensive chances that, that Aston Villa might have. Uh, and really, they were just found wanting for any offensive uh, f- uh, firepower. So talk about, um, you were, I think you were talking about, uh, you were mentioning Jordan Nobbs being your player yeah. of the match. What made her the player of the match, in your opinion? I think her leadership. Was 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 big on the pitch as well. Um, right. Obviously, mm-hmm. she held the captain's armband, um, and it was her that was the one who was creating the space for others to move into. Uh, she obviously scored the second goal. It was a pretty good counter attack to be found. She was just there to to, to tap it in after uh, Vice had saved, uh, made him a shot. But no, mm-hmm. like Nobbs was like when I say when when she moved in centrally, I think that's sort of where the game changed because there was more space for others and she, she dictated the tempo of the play which is really really difficult to do for anybody to dictate to dictate again uh, and I felt she did I thought in the first half she was the one that was most dangerous going forward uh, switching the balls and um, playing the balls into the flanks for the overloads to happen for the legs of Mead um, and, and McCabe as well and she linked up really well with McCabe on her side um, and they had a really good understanding of, of one another's game and uh, Nob's stats are, are very very good this season when you look at it I mean she, she she's unfortunately been injured for, for quite a few games but when she's played she, she usually comes she comes in with a goal and um, on, on Sunday I thought she was exceptional I really really did What led to Mita being taken off in the 70th minute? Uh, well Joe Montemurro's already said um, Holland had a game on Germany or Holland were playing had two games over the international break against Germany and Belgium so it was just they had a lot of she had a lot of minutes so yeah the, she, she scored the goal and, and Caitlin Ford was on the bench so yeah it made sense to be honest just mm-hmm. just just recovery time really so Katie McCabe I think had the goal of the day uh, for Arsenal with that shot way out from the outside of the 18 yard box <laughs> yeah, it was an incredible goal. And, and Katie McCabe actually is one of, becoming one of my favorite players at Arsenal. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Not only did she score that beautiful goal, um, you know, from outside the box, but she had nine shot creating actions during the match, which led the team. Also led a team uh, in uh, pressures. Uh, so yeah. on all sides of the ball, she, you know, she's pretty incredible. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, she's probably, like I said to you, was it last week? I, I I think that she's probably Arsenal's most underrated player. Well, herself right. only seventh. Um, I think she's she's a, she's an outstanding player. Um, the goal, yeah, it was incredible. It was a, it was an unbelievable strike in the top corner, and I don't think even two goalkeepers could have saved it. But it was a no. It was it was a, it was a great performance from her. The assist as well. Uh, pinpoint ball into Lee Evans. Um, I th- thought I thought she had a. Thought she had an excellent game. I really, really did. Um, and like you say, she's crucial to the press. Um, she brings a lot of pace to Arsenal's play, and she's an out ball as well. I mean, her overlaps and getting the balls in, they create a lot of problems for the opposition. Um, so yeah, I think I thought she was very, very good. And when needed to to defend, 
yeah, she she was solid and, and she done the job with without any real fuss. So no, I thought she had a, a really really good game against Aston. So um, so you know I I, I go into XG a lot and um, so you mentioned earlier about you know Arsenal you know being more fluid, having a better offensive game, kind of being back to their normal you know normal selves so to yeah. speak. Uh, that is uh, in effect as far as their numbers were. They got the four goals, which they had been trouble scoring goals against. You know, be honest, tougher opponents. They were having trouble, you know, with, um, you know, offensively, you know, getting their chances and taking those chances. But their XG for the match in this one was 2.9 and they scored four goals. So could solid clinical performance overall. Is Arsenal back, are Arsenal back to kind of back to form that we and you expect? Um, yeah, look, I always say this as well. It's it's very much a one game at a time. I that 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 job's done that right. that job is so Sunday's over now that's mm-hmm. great it was a great three points but now it's all about this weekend against Birmingham um, you got to build on it um, Arsenal back to be fair Arsenal don't really lose these games like we always said it was the big games that were the problem mm-hmm. um, so you, you always expect Arsenal to win I know disrespect the Arsenal, but you expected Arsenal to, to go out and beat them. But it's mm-hmm. how they react to that. It's all about building now, and uh, there's really no room for error. And if they want to get in the Champions League places, so it's all about Birmingham City this weekend, and it's it's how about it's how about how they react and, and build on that Arsenal Villa performance this weekend. So the the win on Sunday, that that, that match on Sunday against Aston Villa was one of Arsenal's games in hand that they had to make up um, and so forth. So now they have only now just one game in hand with the rest of the top three field. They're sitting on 26.6 back from Manchester United. Of course, there is the game in hand to consider the next match, as you mentioned, was Birmingham. Birmingham got blown out by City. Uh, at St. George's Park on Sunday, uh, 4-0. What do you expect out of Birmingham? What do you expect from the Gunners uh, in um, against Birmingham? It's going to be a tough game. I, I really do believe that. Uh, I want to be honest. If you're asking me, my manager of the season, I am going to say Carla Ward from Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she's done a really, really good job with that club. When you were thinking of, when you were looking at Birmingham this summer, and you were thinking, are they actually going to have a team for this season? And uh, mm. then everyone was going to, everyone was thinking when they did form a team that they were certain to go, to go straight back down. They were expected to go bottom, um, but no, they've they've been very very good, um, and they have got they've been solid as well. They've got a few very very good players in there. Um, really like the goalkeeper, Hannah Hampton, Chloe McCann. Aaron, who is in with Aaron International, I've watched a lot of her in my life. I think she's an incredible player now and for the future. She's only young. Um, you've obviously got uh, Claudia Walker, who scored a lot of goals this season. So I think it's going to be very much, I think their setup is going to be very much like Aston Villa, um, where on Sunday, I think they're going to um, defend and, and try to hit Arsenal in the counter attack. Um, but I think. I think it's going to be a tough match for Arsenal. I really do. I don't. I. I can. I think Arsenal will win, and I think. But I don't. It won't be easy. It will be, They have to be at their best to, to, to go out and win the game. Um, Birmingham are nil by Manchester City on, on Sunday, but they're better than that. Um, 
So I think I think it will be a really, really tough performance. I really do. Um, and Arsenal have to be at their best to, to win the game. I think it's a great shout uh, concerning Birmingham and, and um, their manager. That's a very good shout. Um, I was impressed with Birmingham, how they held it strong as long as they could against a, a rather, you know, a, a attacking and relentless, uh, you know, city side. And I think, you know, city got, uh, I think they got one goal. It was some, I think unintentionally crossed into the net. Um, and, you know, in, in a, and there was a situation where they had cleared the ball from the line. And I think people stopped play because they thought it would cross the line, but it, you know, it ended up on Sam Lewis's foot um, for, you know, the second goal of the match. So um, they looked pretty resolute, particularly in the first, you know, half of the, you know, half of that match. Um, so I would, you know, I expect they would give um, Arsenal a, a, at least a, a tough run. Now you said you expect Arsenal to win. Do you think there's any looking past Birmingham onto the next match after, which of course is that key match against United? Um, no, because there's, like I said, there's, there's no room for her. It's mm-hmm. all in Birmingham city. And mm-hmm. obviously they've got Birmingham city and then the, Man- the Manchester United game is until the 18th. Right. So, there's there's obviously a wee a little a little break after that, um, so no, uh, it's it's all in Birmingham City. It's one game at a time. Um, there's no room for her. So what's the point of looking at the Manchester United game when they could so easily slip up this weekend? Um, it has to be hundred percent professional, and that's all Arsenal will be thinking about right now. It's not Joe Montemar wasn't thinking about Manchester United on the eighteenth. He's thinking about Birmingham City on the seventh, um, and, and that's the focus right now. Um, there's not. There, I wouldn't even say there's a thought on the Manchester United game right now. It's mm-hmm. it's this week. It's Birmingham, and that's the job that needs to be done. That old sports cliche: one game at a time, one match at yeah, a time. Right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 so true, though. Right. It, it, mm-hmm. For me, it is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. So I mean, it, it is one game at a time. Yeah. I, I mean, think... I, I, I hate the, I, you know, I, I hate the phrase, you know, game in hand as if you, as if the fans who talk about the game in hand think that that game in hand is an automatic three because it's not never is. Yeah. Um, so just like going you know, to playing Aston Villa at Aston Villa, um, you know, could be easily, as you mentioned, you know, if Aston Villa had scored first, that could have been a whole different game situation. That's not their automatic three points. And they're, they're in this league right now. They're, you know, really, there really isn't an easy three points. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, you can look maybe at Bristol, but still, I mean, Bristol's got six points. They've won a couple of games. Uh, you know, they've, you know, there's no easy three points. And it's particularly against sides who are fighting for, rele- fighting to stay out of relegation which Aston Villa and Birmingham are both in that position where they're, they're fighting against that. So they got a lot to play for. Um, so there's, there's, you know, it's now, you know, there's no easy match at this point um, along the way. So what is your score prediction though? Given all that, what is your score posi- posi- <laughs> eh, prediction for Birmingham? I hate these. I absolutely hate these. Um... Uh, that's why I asked them. <laughs> um... <laughs> I want to say 2-0 two, two for Arsenal. I'm going to say 3-0 for Arsenal. Um, I, I have confidence that I, I think you're right. I don't think they're going to look past this match. I think they're going to go straight ahead. I think they want to keep the momentum going. Um, and I think they're going to want to get ahead early, as early as possible. Um, and, you know, just 
you know, get the three points and, and, and keep it moving. Um, but I, I really feel like, yeah, the, the, I know, I feel like you're right. I think they're going to at least get the two, but I, I think they're going to get three uh, at, at the end of the day. Yeah, we'll wait and see. I hope you're right. Uh, <laughs> well, like I say, I mean, I think Birmingham are, I, I, I think Birmingham are, are they're, they're solid and so, uh, yeah, if, if Arsenal score early, then maybe, but uh, no, I'm, I'm going to stick to it. 2-0, yeah, 2-0. Yeah, I mean, Birmingham, yes, you are absolutely right because you are right about that. I mean, Birmingham has given the, in the league, given the fifth least amount of goals. They've only given up a 20. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I just think Arsenal, I think they have a point to prove. I I, I think they they really want to get on a roll. Um, and, I mean, I'm not saying that they're looking ahead, but I think it's like, yeah, we're we've we've had too many breaks, any too much time off. We've had cancellations. Let's get things moving in the right direction so we can really make that that challenge, the run that we need to make. And I think these two matches, Aston Villa were the first one, and this one, the second one, really to kind of get the gears rolling. And so I think they're going to want to at least get the two in, uh, keep a clean sheet, and and keep them get the momentum moving, um, you know, forward. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And um, the clean sheet, though, we didn't, I didn't touch on it, but I think the clean sheet on, on Sunday was was massive as well for Arsenal, mm-hmm. yeah. um, for, for their confidence as well. Um, and yeah, um, like we say, this weekend will, will be tough, but uh, like every game now between the end of the season, if Arsenal want to get in the Champions League, they'll have to win the game. So, um, no, it's, it'll be a tough game, but I, I do expect Arsenal just to have that little bit too much for Birmingham, but um, we'll have to wait and see until Sunday, I guess. And I think if I'm right, also, see, now now I, I want to talk to some Birmingham people. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want to talk to someone from Birmingham because if I'm correct, if I'm correct, Hannah Ham- Hampton has the best save percentage in the league. Yes, I'm right. Yeah. The save percentage is 74%. That's tops in the league um as well um a little bit a little bit higher than uh and Katrin Berger from Chelsea um so you know and and actually Hamp- uh, Hampton had a pretty good game despite everything uh against City so mm, maybe I need to maybe I need to go back on go to two on that <laughs> but I'm gonna stick with my three I, I'm gonna go with three I'm gonna go with my gut so Josh I, I, wonderful, wonderful takes. Uh, I love the deep dive talking about these players and everything else and letting us know that how, you know, how they played and how they did. Uh, I think it was a solid match. Arsenal really needed a match like this moving forward. But Josh, thank you so much for your time uh, and and energy. I look forward to having you back to talk about Birmingham and to really talk about uh, the United match coming up because that's, you know, that's circle in red on the calendar folks. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's that circle in red uh you know and both sides were red so uh so yeah so looking forward to that thank you so much josh no problem no thank you so everyone this is it for england is burning for tuesday march 2 2021 if you liked this video please hit a like on it if you are listening to this on apple Podcasts, please give us Uh, a rating particularly let's just say specifically just go ahead and give me five stars because this is really solid quality stuff and more importantly this podcast and this video uh, cast has grown quadruple in the last month and a half 
And that's really because of word of mouth. Not a lot of advertising. You would cry if you saw my advertising budget. If you saw my advertising budget, budget which is next to zero, uh, you would cry over it. Word of mouth. If you like what you see, you like what you hear, share it with your friends. Share with anyone that you know that might be an Arsenal fan, a Chelsea fan, an FAWSL fan, a United fan, a City fan. Share this with them so that they can get a taste of what this is like and so forth. That is what has kept this thing rolling and making it grow. So please do that. And if you want to either want to retweet this stuff on social media, you want to like it on social media, that helps too. Anything to get the groundswell going, because this is totally grassroots. I mean, that's what Georgia is, just grass. It's really just grass and not the stuff you smoke, okay? But um, so this is it. Take a like on this video, uh, share what you what you know, what you like about it. And uh, uh, thank you so much for everything. We are closing for today. So remember the light is out there. Remember that it's there. Acknowledge it, let it become part of you. Also acknowledge that yes, the, unfortunately the darkness is out there as well. We've seen it all around. Do not let it hug you under any circumstances. But if it does, please get help, get support. Take care of yourself, take care of each other. And England is burning, it is done for today. Thank you so much.